Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today is a fun Girl Talk episode with Erin Ziering. We are going to talk love, relationships, divorce, co-parenting, all of the above. So sit back, grab a cocktail, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter 6 yet. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Y'all know I love a good self-love cocktail and occasionally an actual cocktail. I have always notoriously hated the taste of alcohol and needed it disguised in a good mixology cocktail until I discovered Neft. Because Neft is a premium vodka in its purest form with non-GMO rye, it has a light taste full of character. Not only is Neft one of the best tasting vodkas I've ever had, it also comes in the cutest packaging I have ever seen. Their unbreakable barrel keeps it chilled for up to six hours, making it the perfect drink to take just about anywhere. Join me in adding a little actual cocktail into your self-love cocktail with Neft Vodka. Cheers. Okay, you guys, Aaron Ziering was married to someone that you probably know from your TV screens for about a decade. It was a very long relationship and we're going to get into how they split and what's gone down after as far as them co-parenting and raising their two beautiful little girls. She was married to Ian Ziering from 90210, the Sharknado films, and was thrust into a Hollywood lifestyle when she was just 24 when they met. And it's actually really inspiring to hear how their co-parenting journey has gone and how she has found life after divorce. So without further ado, let's get into it. Here is Erin. Erin Ziering, welcome to FML Talk. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Who's sitting on your lap right now? This is Comet. This is my um, my boyfriend. Right now. This is the, <laughs> the relationship that can't leave me. This is the love of my life. Um, what a fucking cutie. I'm such a Thank dog you. mom that like, oh, my heart. Oh, I love him. He's so good. He's, um, a, he's working with me today. So I love it. Welcome. Welcome to FML Talk. <laughs> um, okay. Your recent journey in your love life relationship, I feel like I relate to because it, at times it was a shit show for you. So mm-hmm. kind of like take us back to that relationship, how it started, the marriage, all of it. So I was, um, I mean, I met my husband. I was 24, very young. Yeah. I was in, in nowhere looking for a relationship 
or to be with somebody. And I met him. He asked me out. I said no. And he. Oh, ins- why did you say no? He. I was gonna hang out with my other dog that next day. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. I know. I tried to act like I had cool stuff going on. But I just wanted to <laughs> hang out with my dog. And he insisted. We went out the next day. He proposed three months later. Wow. Um, he was twenty years older than me. We got wow. married um, five months after he proposed. So within eight months, and I was pregnant on the honeymoon holy shit dude right you were like shotgun sign mm-hmm. sealed delivered all of it and i didn't even think twice and question any of it i just went with the flow you know 24 and what were you doing in your life like as Aaron in that time like career-wise yeah like- i was a traveling nurse okay cool i was just like just bouncing around so what was it i, I no, mean i had no like consistent anything right and no commitments and he was in a very different career yeah very different so- he was an actor he'd been an actor his entire life he'd been living in hollywood since he was 26 years old and he was 46 at the time yeah and what was it like kind of going into that lifestyle change I mean, it was fun. I felt like I was always one of those girls that randomly would end up in places or situations that were always nice and great. And, you know, people would invite you to places and things, especially as a traveling nurse. I'd be in Miami on a yacht or, you know, I'd be in New York on a rooftop someplace. So I always was in great, nice situations. So it wasn't just like culture shock of, you know, Hollywood wasn't new. I'd been bouncing around, you know, in Hollywood for those, you know, couple months at that point already when I was there. Yeah. And when I met him, it was just fun. I was like, let's go with this and see what happens. So we were married for n- nine years and eight months. That's a he, long time. Yeah. When he said, I want to get a divorce, I was like, whoa, okay. And did you see that coming or was it just out of nowhere? You know, it was all, I never thought that it would actually happen. I felt like we were a pretty good look, you know, good couple in the sense of like compared to most married couples, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad. There wasn't any cheating really happening. And mm-hmm. it was just, you know, we had a great family life and there was some stuff that we could have worked on as a couple, but I always thought there was always time to work on that Yeah, compared to just let's get out of it. Right. Yeah. And how many kids did you have at that point we had two okay so you have two kids you're just like living happy married life how did that conversation go he we've been fighting and you know on and off but as couples do and he was just like i want a divorce and then i said okay grabbed my stuff and just walked out oh really no hesitation at that point i was like we never really said that's you know firmly that he didn't want me and i think i'm just a reactive person like you don't want me i'm gone Mm. It doesn't take more than two seconds for me to be like, all right, good. Okay, go find somebody else. Good good luck. Yeah. (laughs) I think for me, when my divorce happened, I mean, obviously it was shocking and, you know, there was cheating involved. But for me, I knew that I wasn't in love with him. Like Mm -hmm. I I had love for him. Yeah. But I was by no means in love. So when the idea of divorce came up, it was like, I feel like this is kind of my way out to go restart my life. Did you feel similar? Yeah, I think I realized that what I've found and have had since then was not that type of relationship. Mm. You know, my husband and I had a great like family relationship, but the passion, the um, not making, wanting to make things work, not willing to walk away, that stuff was not there, didn't exist in our, that type of relationship, that yeah. kind of love didn't exist. There was a different kind of love that I felt for him. Yeah. Um, and we'll always feel for him, but the the different type of love, um, I think the kind that he probably needed to be fair to him just mm. wasn't there. Oh, interesting, okay. And when you guys split, was there things that came up that you had to work through with co-parenting or was it just easy falling into that? 
I mean, at first it's like giving, I was full-time mom. I hadn't, you know, I worked before kind of a little bit in the beginning, but then, you know, with him traveling and filming so much, I was at home all the time. Yeah. And so I became just so attached to those two little girls, the idea of splitting them 50, 50 Mm. or something happening and me not being there was insanely heartbreaking. And it was really hard to handle for the first few months. And then I got through it. Like it was just, that was the only really hard part of the co-parenting was letting go and letting him take, you know, the percentage. I mean, no matter what, he would get 50-50. It's California. You couldn't, you can't even fight for it. You can't be like, oh, I had him all the time. It's not fair. It's not right. It's just what it is. And it's better off. And I'm so glad that he does. And he's with them half the time. But I just, that was the only hard part. Other than that, we've been really great. We're just like, hey, hey, I'm going on a trip. Can you watch the kids for a weekend? Sure. Like, I'll be gone for this amount of time. There's always little hiccups over little things. But we never say, like, no, you can't do this or you can't do that or you can't have them on a holiday that you want. We always agree. That's really great. I I feel like my boyfriend, um, his ex-wife and and daughter's mother, um, the three of us have a similar dynamic where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know, if you guys want to go here, we'll make it work or let's try and like figure this out. So that's so, I feel like it's really rare and we're yeah. really lucky to be able to say that because everybody that writes into this show is like, I'm in fucking co-parenting hell with a narcissist. Like, what do I do? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't give you any advice. I don't know. Thank God. Yeah, it's like, let it go. Sometimes you just gotta be like, let it go. If you, like, why fight? It's just gonna keep... You know, things just make it worse. It makes it worse for the kids. It makes oh, it worse so for much you. Worse. It makes it worse if you want something. It's like the karma of like, you know what? If I give him this whenever I really want something and it's important to me, you know, maybe maybe you'll give it back. Yeah, and he always does. It yeah. always comes back in return. I'm like, remember that one time? Yeah, you know. So when you got hit with the news about the divorce, I know you just picked up and like left. But was there any? sadness and like heartbreak around that or did you kind of think it was happening for a reason um i felt like it was a disappointment of like losing almost oh like, like i think i was, didn't like succeed in yeah doing i didn't this. succeed in yeah. something like i'm a really big into making sure like i do well and you know all of those kind of things it was right. almost like you, you lost the game like, right like you felt like a failure yeah exactly i think that was the hardest part it was like i really thought i tried um and put everything i could into you know doing that but it didn't work. Yeah. And I'm glad it didn't. I feel like we'll both find like happiness. We both have found things that have made us happier throughout it. And our kids are doing great. Luckily. Yeah. God, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. I don't know how sometimes I look at them like, well, I don't know what we did right, but we did <laughs> something. Did you guys um, ever have conversations about like, okay, when one of us starts dating someone, are we going to check with the other person before they're around the kids? Like, are there, did you guys set any rules in place around you know, bringing other people into their world? We really didn't. I think we kind of have now. Um, you know, COVID hit when we got separated. There was like no option to bring anybody mm. around. We couldn't even have like nannies in the house for the longest time. So right. we couldn't really bring anyone in. And the person that I ended up seeing for the past couple of years, he was a friend. Mm. So he started off as a friend that was just around because there's no rules in not having right. opposite sex friends around. Right. So when he turned into something more, it just kind of progressed naturally into he was around. Yeah. He had been around already. He was around all my friends, friends with the same friends. And, you know, that just kind of, he was a part of the family already from yeah. that point. He, you know, he ended up meeting my ex and everything. And, you know, we've gone through ups and downs um, to get him and I together too. And it's just, but that's something I actually have tried to stick through and work through 
compared to my marriage but i was like bye right yeah it's such a weird dynamic and are you still in that relationship now yeah oh good <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the looks on our faces <laughs> i know i was like treading lightly Ooh. like <laughs> um and what what has that relationship brought into your life that um you felt your marriage was lacking I think the idea to find ways to communicate and work through things mm. and forgive each other for, mm. you know, hurting each other yeah, is always go, okay, what did we do and how are we not going to let that happen again? Yeah. And I would have never forgiven or been okay with something before in this time. I look at everything as, you know, if you get through this now, your life will be better later on mm. and learning how to like not hurt each other. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, early on. What do you think it was in your marriage? Because that was such a long relationship, yeah. you know, it was you know, 10 it was a decade. Yeah. Um, what do you think it was in that relationship that you guys couldn't communicate and forgive and do that? It just wasn't there. I think mm. there's like that spark. There's a thing. There's a. Yeah. It just. I don't think you can create it. You can't just make it happen if it doesn't exist. You can't build on it. You can have. You can be in love. You can have a kind of love, but you can't have that kind of love that it just. You really want it that bad. Right. I mean, did you guys ever go to therapy? Oh, we did. I mean, I even did like that online therapy thing, the which was crazy. I forget what her name is, but she like, you have to like build up the man at all costs. I was like, what am I listening to? Wait, I'm to? sorry, what? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to send you this link. Oh my gosh. If somebody has to send this, I'll send it in. I'll yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, it was like the most Wait, no, anti-feminine Can you elaborate thing. on that a little bit? Everything was just about every, everything is a woman's fault. And if a man acts out, it's because you did something wrong and how to learn from it. And I had to do like 40 hours of this for like before we got like fully, fully like committed to being divorced. He wanted me to like make sure I tried it. So oh, I it was it. his idea yeah, to do that? Yeah, it was his idea before. Well, of course, it's coming from a fucking man. To, <laughs> we, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> Like what? Yes. And is this is the program done by a female? Yes, it That's is. That's fucking blasphemy. Yeah, it reminds you of like one of those like southern like church place things. Oh my god, yeah. whoever that is, this. someone please send me her fucking <laughs> info so I can either call and I, yell at her or bring her on the show uh, and grill her because that's some bullshit it's great and we also did marriage like at counseling we did multiple different therapists and just nothing worked it why just, why do you think like was I, it I think two I was people just that done. just weren't ready to come together yeah i think i was just done i was just like you know i put almost 10 years into this i grew up i changed i wasn't the 24 year old right anymore and i wanted to have different things in life that wasn't happening at the time yeah that's um, a big growing period too when you're in your early 20s like that's you change a fucking lot yeah. i am not who and i he, was in my and 20s his, and his statement was always like you aren't who i married i'm like no no one nor should i be no i was to not be. who i was i'm definitely not who you married um, yeah i feel like i'm a better version of myself when i was 24 right and what was his reasoning for you wanting to do that 40 hour shit show therapy? He just heard it was great and it would help some, you know, somebody told him. From a bunch of men. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, she'll give you a lot of blowjobs if you listen to this because that's the problem. <laughs> blowjobs. The answer is always, always blowjobs and sandwiches gonna, in the kitchen. Come on. Fix, yes. <laughs> and, and make him a sandwich because he had a hard day. Oh my God, I cannot. <laughs> Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. 
They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Um, do you feel like there was anything in the age difference that played a role or a factor in the relationship? Alison Armstrong. That's the name. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> I was like, what about her? <laughs> it was she. It was she. Uh, okay. That's it. Yeah, All right. Sorry. I'm going to be looking look this, this up. up. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Love that. Um, do you feel that there was anything in the age difference that played a factor, positive or negative in the relationship? I don't think so. I would never look at a couple and judge them based on age and say it's not going to work out or it'd be better or whatever. I mean, we made it 10 years. That's a decent yeah, that's amount a, of that's time. A long time like, especially that's in Hollywood. Yeah, it's like, a long time. That's with, a lifetime in no, Hollywood marriages. We didn't have any chaotic parts of our marriage. You know, no big traumas happened to us. Yeah. You know, we just kind of went through happily going to Disneyland and cruises and, you know, living our best life, traveling the world as a family. Yeah. No, you know, no complaints. Like the 20 years yeah. you know, didn't really... Um, change anything. I don't think I've dated guys younger than me that treat me the same as a guy, you know, right. who treats you. If they're going to be, you know, look down on you and whatever, that's just who they are. It doesn't matter their age. It, if a man's going to act like... Yeah. No, know. I think it's dependent on the person. My yeah. my boyfriend now is 15 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And like our energies match so well. Sometimes he, I think is younger than me in some ways, not in like an immaturity way, in like a his his vibrancy and his his energy that he yeah. emits and his aura. Um, but the only thing that fucks with me in my head with the age difference is, and this is probably from like my childhood trauma of losing my dad and stuff, is I feel like I'm gonna lose him and then be alone because he's older. Yeah. Like that's the only reason why I'm like, fuck, I wish he was 10 years younger. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Can I get you another dog? Yeah. I don't know how to replace them. <laughs> You're like, I'm can already you just... worried. No, I'm stressed out for you. You're like, can we add more dogs to the mix? More I dogs. know you have three, but maybe we go to maybe, five. Maybe a cat. <laughs> like, I can't. What, what did can you we do? Col- to... What can we collect besides men for our trauma? <laughs> what did you do to replace Tay? I got dogs. <laughs> dogs were the answer. I got cats after my divorce. Really? Yeah, I wanted something. How many cats do you have now? Oh, two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I felt like the house was too quiet. Yeah, especially when the kids are the kids were gone. With, the, with dad. And so I had I already had a couple dogs and they weren't enough. How can I supplement my feelings? <laughs> right? You're like, this is totally healthy. Yeah, plants just die on me. Animals I can keep alive somehow. So I'm the same way. Men can't keep around animals. They have no choice. Oh my so. God, I love it. Um, what was your upbringing like? Like your childhood? My parents are happily married. They've been married for... 30 some years i want to say yeah um no problems like grew up on a christmas tree farm you know oh that's fun church sundays parents you know they're on their retired life right now together yeah and they look at me and like what are you doing what are you out in la what are you doing yeah (laughs) i mean i'm doing i feel like i'm doing great but you know i think a lot of people base what you're doing and how you're doing on how your relationship status is yeah why is that 
that's such a thing. Like, um, we had a good friend of mine, Morgan Willett, on the podcast last season talking about her like pretty public breakup. And then I brought her back this season and she was like, you know, everybody's always asking me, are you in a relationship? Have you met someone yet? And there's so much like weighing on that mm-hmm. from society looking in at women. I don't feel like it's on men ever. Nobody's no. ever like, when are you going to meet that girl and knock her up and right? bring some babies <laughs> into the world? Nobody's fucking asking them that. They yeah. can be 50 and in their bachelor stage and everybody's like yeah he's cool he's fine um but it's such a thing for women why do you think that is i it's just the thing it's just old school and we still have not broken away right. from the stigma but also at the same time we still have to be able to do everything you have to have your practice you have to have yeah. your you know full career you have to have your office together right. you have to have your life together you also have to be able to keep a man and also somehow have some kind of family right and have like 15 animals too right and keep your plans alive and still alive. be thriving and drinking and enough water and going yeah. to the gym it's mm-hmm. like fuck you guys i'm tired and you have to be able to go out all the time but not too much because then you're judged right. for that too <laughs> right right it's like and travel can't. the world yeah because if you don't travel the world you're not cultured right so it's like well-rounded guys that's all that's all you need to be that's all you need to be um i have felt that approaching Well, I'm 33 now. I'll be 34 in November. And the last time, sorry, TMI, everybody, the last time um, I went to my gyno, she was like, okay, I love her. She's amazing. But she was like, okay, Gabrielle, um, you're 33. And I'm sorry to bring this up to you, but I just need you to know that now's the time you should freeze your eggs. (laughs) And I looked at her and I was like, my mom had me when she was 40. Yeah in the 80s which was like unheard of after every doctor was like you're never gonna fucking get pregnant like it's just not gonna happen it's not in the cards for you and she was like fuck you world watch me and six years later i was here um so i don't have like and i've never felt that time pressure clock on me that so many women talk about like why you know you should have women or you should have children by the time you're in your 30s um and i think that's such a fucking toxic stigma that exists in our world um when did you guys first have kids i mean i was 25 okay and then your second one was two years later exactly okay so i you you never got old enough to feel that pressure never (laughs) and now i feel like there's this up and down of like dating and knowing like the person you're with wants to have kids Mm. but that's really like i guess at this point up to him you know how so the relationship that you're in now yeah i guess so yeah i mean it's kind of like we the discussion either needs to be there or it's not and i already have kids like i'm i'm happy and i would love to have more children and i don't really feel like i guess i don't feel that clock either i don't feel like oh no should i do this or should i do that i really haven't ever with him um and no one's really ever brought it up i guess because i already have them and they just assume that you're like two and done and yeah. It's like more would just be a bonus at this point. Yeah, just a bonus. Right. Yeah, that or some more cats. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Babies or cats, they're interchangeable. I don't know. They're all the same, right? <laughs> um, so did you just kind of like stroll through life without any massive trauma happening? Are you a unicorn? I think I am a unicorn. Oh my God, really? I, guess I was expecting you to be like, no, Gabrielle. My parents there was are happily this time. married. I came out to LA. It all worked out. Nobody just, nobody on, died on you. Nobody. No, I haven't like. Wow, no, girl. I lost my dog that I had for 14 years, like okay, in that's, December. That's something. But like, that's my first trauma. Wow. Not like tragically, just like he well, died no, in my I arms. Mean, and, I, and, you know, by the Christmas tree, super happy, <sighs> smiling, looking at me like this was like, you're like, even my trauma was still <laughs> nicely lit <laughs> by a Christmas tree. 
I'm dead. Um, no, but like and like going to the divorce was even. It could have been a lot. I mean, I am not Amber Heard right now. Thank right, God. right. I mean, I'm not going through anything like traumatic, like whatever that whole shit show is. Yeah, I mean, ours is pretty. Like, all right, cool. Do you turn in your paperwork? Getting there, right? And you know, yeah. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, so I'll do it when I get back. Babe. Right. I'm like, you know, I feel like when I went through my divorce, it was it was traumatic in the sense of like. You know, I found out about the cheating and it, the betrayal and all of that. But as far as like divorces could go, because I wasn't heartbroken, I felt like it was on the easier scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the years have gone on, I've had stuff come up where I'm like, oh, that that links back to the divorce or that links back to my shitty marriage or that links back to so there was stuff that like i can now recognize was definitely left on me from my ex-husband do you feel any of that like are you in your new relationship like oh this is a a thing that was caused from my last relationship i feel like not in this one i feel like whenever him and i aren't together and i go out or i meet somebody else and i'm like it's that feeling of like it not being it. The feeling of knowing that like I would never make this mistake and try to make something work that's just because it feels nice. Mm. Or, you know, we're, we get along great and it's, we're a lot of fun, but there's nothing there. I feel like you can easily jump into the relationship because you want to have one so bad with somebody. Right. Because it, it, it just works, not because it is what you need. Yeah. Um, so that's like the only thing I've really gotten out of my ex. And also... I think the other one is just like if you don't want me i'm good to be gone mm. like i don't need to stick around and i never thought that was me yeah. i used to think so so many years of my marriage that like i had to like do all this stuff and like would always try to make like a guy you know happy and whatever and now i don't think there would be ever a situation where i'm like Mm-mm. right no you don't you don't want me here yeah. i don't need to be here yeah and I, I can i can i can go i can take care of myself i'm good yeah so and i feel the time i time i get into a fight with the guy i'm like i'm good yeah i'm okay I think there's a lot of validity in the fact where so many times people in relationships will be like, okay, this is comfortable, so it must be good enough. Our girl feels too scared to go anywhere yeah. because she feels codependent upon the relationship. Yeah, and whether that's like financial mm-hmm. or emotional codependency or I don't want to leave because, oh my God, dating in LA sounds like a fucking horrific experience. Like I... I I understand, um, but it's never worth staying in something just because it's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That that's where you're like giving up so much goodness that you could go find out in the world, or just put into yourself. Yeah, and then put that energy into what you want to do and create, and you know who you want to be. Yeah, I, hear, I sit at dinners so many times, like every night, listening to girls just talk about like just being in something because it's comfortable, and right. I feel like I'm just listening to myself for years Mm. do that and how much happier I am even though I didn't imagine being happier you know and I would love it to magically just spark and you know work with my ex and everything just you know be unicorn and rainbows there but sometimes it still is it is the way it is and we have our amazing kids yeah can't complain yeah at all yeah I want to even when I want uh, to, I want to. I can't. <laughs> I'll find something else though to complain about, huh? He's like looking at me. He's like, no, this, no, you have so many issues. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave me a hug. He's like, we won't tell that. <laughs> did you, um, before you got into the relationship you're in now, did you date at all in between that? And yeah, your I did. I mean, I don't know if you call it dating, but. 
Oh, what would you call it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call it in LA? <laughs> Were you like on the apps and stuff? No, never. I've never been on an app. Um, yeah, you know, those like me neither. And I thank God we're the lucky ones. Yeah, I feel I've like heard horror stories. I thought about it for like a minute, and I was like, no, I just want my reputation. I just want to go down with never having done it. I think you're like I there will was like a, not there was like succumb one to drunk it. Night that my girlfriends were like, let's do it. They all pushed like Raya on me. I was like, you know what? There was a moment, and I was like, yeah, I just can't, just I can't do it. Yeah. Just, no, Is your I'm... new boyfriend in the industry? No, not at all. Oh, so that's no. a nice change of pace. Yeah, finally. <laughs> you're like, yeah, completely different. <laughs> completely. No, they're not. The first. The guys are all the same. Doesn't matter what they do. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they do. Um, what do you think going through a long-term marriage and then getting a divorce um, for women that have been in something that's comfortable um, once they get out, what's a piece of advice that you would give them? Just don't do it again. <laughs> just, just stop making don't. the same fucking I, mistake. I'm so happy now with who I found. And I'm like, that's where I'm like, the, you know, working through things, learning how to grow from it, communicate and everything. When you're comfortable, you don't learn or try. Even if things go wrong, you just go back to trying to be comfortable. Yeah. You don't like dig into what's hard and try to figure it out and, you know, really sink into what hurts. Mm. You don't do that when you're comfortable and you don't even you just kind of just ignore it or push it to the side or, you know, don't dive into your emotions. Like I feel like I do in this relationship mm. to make sure like, you know, if we have a chance, it has to be the best chance. Right, right. Um, have your kids ever come to you with like questions about the divorce and the split? They do all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, they do all the time. Like I mean, they're, you know, they always come up, they're, I mean, they're happy. They're, ha I think they're, they're like not, they don't want us to be, they're not like the kids that are like, oh, we want you guys to be back together mm. or we're going to plan a secret dinner. Right. Because they're not. Parent trap you. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're not at all. They're always like, when we go out for dinner, like, you guys aren't getting back together, right? We're like, no. And we never had anything. I think they're just, they, we both have created happy homes for them and happy relationships. Um, they did ask me, you know, when I've gone back and forth with the guy that I've dated, they've asked me like why I chose to go back. Mm. to that relationship and work on that when I did not when I wasn't going back to their dad oh and that was like that just out of just curiosity like yeah. why would you why would you choose right you know, to keep going back we never you guys we thought you guys weren't back together oh, and that was like the only time they really asked like a hard question I was like wow like they're they're more invested how, how than my friends are my friends didn't even ask me that I'm like girls like <laughs> where's like the deep conversation <laughs> you're like why are you letting me like be in this cycle without questioning me yeah no one's <laughs> questioning like well, how did you answer that question to them it was um, I said he was something I wanted to work on and he's something I really wanted to work on mm. and that was it and they were just like oh okay I yeah you know like some some people are you know something you really want to like try hard for yeah and it wasn't that their dad wasn't um, it just wasn't neither of us were ever going to be and make each other that happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that so many people in relationships and marriages stay because they're like, oh, but the kids, but the kids. Yeah. And I've said it before, but, and look, this is not speaking from experience because I am obviously not a mother, but I think so many times when you're in a toxic relationship or a marriage that's making you unfulfilled or unhappy, it doesn't matter if you're technically in the same home and you guys are sleeping in the same bed. If you're not happy, your kids aren't getting like the fullest version of you. Yeah. Like they would so much rather you be separate and happy as individuals as opposed to being unhappy in a marriage together. And yeah, my kids didn't see me whenever I was married, like building my own, 
you know, career. Mm -hmm. They didn't see me working as a nurse, you know, putting together my home. You know, he was pretty much in charge of everything in my life at that point. Like when I had nannies, when I went out with my friends, mm -hmm. you know, when I, what I was choosing to do, what I was choosing to wear, shop, everything it was kind of like, it was on him when I was there because he controlled everything. He was the one making the money. Um, and after I got divorced, I was, you know, on my own, putting together, picking the home I wanted to live in, decorating the home. Right. Which is, you know, I went all crazy girl. I was like, I'm just going to do everything pink. <laughs> just everything. No man can tell me what to do right now. <laughs> it's um, interesting because, you know, hearing you say he controlled you know, what I wore and like when I went out and not and all in a bad this. way. Like, not how? Like, Explain just that to because, me. you know, he'd go shopping all the time. He'd bring me home clothes and it was like what he liked and I'd want to wear what he liked. Right. Instead of wearing what I liked, you know, you wanted to wear what they, when you're in that kind of relationship, you want them yeah. to like look at you and like you instead of being like, oh, he's going to like me because I feel really good at what I picked out. Right. Versus I want to wear something because he likes it. Right. Or it's his style. Do you feel that that was healthy? No. Okay, good. I, I was like, I don't want to be like, do you know no, that that was fucking I don't, toxic? I know. <laughs> yeah, I know now. Um, and I don't think that, it, you know, it wasn't awful or bad and he wasn't doing it to try to be. Right. You know, because I also, I gave that. Too. Yeah. It was like, I allowed it. Yeah, I yeah. allowed it. And I allowed it the entire time. So it wasn't something, you know, we talked about that in therapy too. And it was like, and the therapist was like, you allowed it. And I was like mad about it for a minute. I was like, and you did this. And you, and the therapist was like, no you also did it because you wanted to make him happy. Right, you were playing and, a part. Yeah, and it, you allowed him to continue and it wasn't something, and also it was just, it was just the way our relationship was. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, we weren't trying to hurt each other through it or anything like that. It just didn't allow me to grow to be the best version of myself. Right. Because I wasn't really myself. Yeah. Now that you, you know, you've done therapy and you're in a relationship where you feel like you can communicate and have forgiveness, what do you think individually was like the turning point of like, okay, this is something I need to work on in order to have a relationship that way? Cause I think it, it happens when we choose and grow and learn those techniques. We're not just like, Oh, this is the right fit. So suddenly I'm going to like forgive and like know how to communicate. Like, I feel like there's something within you that you either learn or activate um, or choose to do. I, I mean, it's such a hard question. I feel like that's what I'm constantly trying to answer and figure out. It's like every time there's like a fight or a miscommunication, it's like stopping, figuring out like what just went wrong. Right. And why we chose to hurt each other mm. in whatever way we did, which is toxic. But the toxic part is, is like not growing from it. The toxic yeah. part is, is like recognizing, okay, it's like I can be a toxic person. Right. And like acknowledging that. Yeah. And the person you're with can too. Usually you choose a person that's very similar personality to you. Yeah. You're not going to choose like, you know, the person that's the meek minded person when you're a strong alpha person. You're like, right. I need somebody who matches the same energy as me. Yeah. And so when you do something, you're both doing something just as, yeah. you know, crazy to each other. Correct. And at the same time going, like, why did we get there? What happened? And how do we not get there again? Yeah. And also how do we find ways to like forgive each other and not also be the type of relationship that holds that months later oh my uh, god and throws dude. it back into and so i'm trying to grow from all of these things yeah and I'm constantly mindful of like all right we're leaving this here we're moving on what happened and how's this not going to happen again yeah oh my god dude i've <laughs> witnessed some certain relationships that are with people in my life where they just like can't let go and mm -hmm. a fight will happen. It's like, well, six years ago when you on this date and it's like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? It's like, you can't even remember like 
your fucking schedule for the week how do you log that in your brain i mean i have to say i'm guilty of it sometimes too (laughs) you're like that's me i i will do it and i know and i'm trying to grow and learn from it like and some people i never even acknowledged or cared that i was doing it and this time i'm like no i want to stop and i don't want to stop it for other people but for this relationship i do yeah it's being like self-aware and saying okay this is these are the facts this is what's happening how can i analyze and grow from this so it's not repeated in the future because that's the toxic cycle is when you can like continually keep continually and you repeat it and then you can repeatedly bring it up yes yeah because you can't fix something once it's in the past right um my boyfriend and i are very we rarely fight like i mean maybe two to three times a year like it's rare but when we do, it's fucking bad <laughs> because we are both such alphas mm-hmm. that it's like, and nor in our normal relationship every day, we're so loving and kind and gentle and soft. And he's like the softest, biggest teddy bear. But when he fucking flips that switch to alpha, it's it's a whole different ball game. And then my alpha comes out and then we're just like two fucking wolves butting heads (laughs) and it's so gnarly. And so we've really been working on when we are triggered and we know we're getting into that situation Mm -hmm. to like take space and like get away from each other for 20, 30 minutes to let that like innate alpha urge cool the fuck down so that we can come back together and like talk lovingly to each other yeah that has been such a game changer yeah for us it's figuring out ways to get to that while you're there in that heated moment yeah is like that's where i think we're learning right now yeah and my ex was very big on like don't don't walk away from me don't walk away from Mm. me and i've always been like i need to step out right i just need to go i'll come right back yeah i'll come right back i have more to say i'm not done yet yeah you know well i can i relate on both sides i used to be the person that was like no, I need to get this handled now. Yeah. Like I can't sit in the shit and know that something's wrong for the next 30 minutes. Like I'll, I'll start panicking. Or if someone physically walks out of the room, my abandonment issues kick in and I'm like, they're gonna leave, they're gonna die and I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life. <laughs> like zero to 100. Um, but you know, when you're with a partner that's gonna take care of your triggers like that, like every time that happens now with Tay and I, he'll be like, okay, I love you. I'm gonna like walk out of the room for so a little bit so we can cool off and I love you and I'll come back and we'll reconvene. And it's the simplest thing. And then I'm I'm able to be like, okay, all right, fine. Let's go fucking take 10. Yeah. And it's a game changer when you know how to fight fairly. Fight fairly. And fight, yeah, fight fairly and, and in a smart way and not trying to like do things that are, you know we're gonna hurt each other and you know we're gonna push each other's buttons. Cause we've all been in those fights where you're like, what's the lowest blow I could do right now? And you're like, your mom. Yeah, you know what? You wanna talk about your fucking mom right now? <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, we just spiraled so hard. Um, we how all, did we get here? Like, where, right. where, where, where were we originally? Yeah, <laughs> I know, like, what is this fight about? You're stupid like your father. This is not where we started, everybody. Like, how do you know my dad? How are you talking right. about him? <laughs> um, but it's so, we've all been there when you're in that like toxic fight um and it's it's hard to like get that perspective and step back and get some awareness and be like oh that was my fault i misstepped there Mm -hmm. i have to own that because so many times instead of doing that we're like okay how can i get out of this how can how can i put this on the other person and manipulate it so that this is no longer my fault and they end up saying sorry and that's fucking toxic yeah Uh, i think there's 
Fight fairly. I'm just yeah. Like, that's it for me. I gotta, yeah. I'm going to go home and use that one. Number fight number fairly. one word, fight, fight fairly. fairly. <laughs> the word of the weekend. Let's learn. Yes. Yes. Let's write them all down. Um, For the, the hiccups that have happened with you and your ex since the divorce, mm-hmm. has there ever been one that you felt you guys started fighting unfairly? Um, I mean, they're really... The um, the biggest one I think was was him saying like I had I wasn't inf- I was in like the influencer space before doing really well, um, we had like our own brand was throwing parties all the time mm-hmm. was working with huge companies and then he put out this article just to be a jerk that said I had to get a job, and he put it like on TMZ and I was like devastated that was like the only time and I still like there's still moments I just get mad drunk mad. And start like you're like that's the moment where if we ever fight i'll be like that one time where you called tmc and said i had to get a job like i had a job like i was making legit money um but it's because i didn't have like a what people call a real job so immediately the next day i called up like every doctor i knew i was like i've been a nurse for like eight years but will somebody hire me had a job that was february of 2000 and um what what was that 2020 was yeah. that the year of covid yeah yeah that was february march covid hit i had just became a nurse again for after eight years wow and i went right back into like being a nurse during covid what do you after think after i hadn't worked forever so i was like bye bitches i'm a nurse during covid and no right. one rewrote the article no one was like girl got a job and then i was real bitter about that some nights so i was like wait tmz was never like hey yeah girl went back to work as a nurse well, during no, covid because they don't care about the upswing Mm-mm. and like no, the happy hero not, journeys they not, just care about the 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 gossip yeah, just make her look bad <laughs> no i was so mad about that though why do you think he chose to do that i don't know i don't think he even did i think pr right i think it's probably more of a pr move i just don't think that was him either because i thought that yeah you know so I think that was just, that was like the only moment. Then after that, I mean, I kind of met the guy and fell in love that mm. I was seeing after that. And yeah. it's been since then. So yeah. Is yeah. your ex with someone? I think he is now. He's really quiet about who he sees. I'm just like loud. My I kids love, know. I love my that. kids are like, like, I think. I'm not sure. My kids are like, what's going on? Are you guys together? Not together? I'm like, I don't know, girls. I don't know. <laughs> love him. They're like, they love. They Let's lo- sit down over a glass of grape juice and I'll talk to I'll, you about I'll it. I'll talk to you about it later. We're going to have girls night. <laughs> they love, you know, they love our relationship. They're super happy. Um, they love all of our friends. So like, it's not, yeah. you know, they're, they're always like, why doesn't he tell us who he's with or who he's dating? We don't know. So I think it's funny for them because they're kind of like in the opposite of like the old school right. idea of like what's going on. Cause yeah. they get more concerned. Cause they, I think they worry about what we're doing and our happiness. They're Aww. like, they worry that he's all alone. So they were like, we wish he was, oh. they always like, we wish he was dating somebody because he's all alone at the house all by himself all weekend. Oh my God, that's I'm like, I'm cute. I'm sure there's somebody. I'm like, I'm You're sure, like, there's a rotation, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he's <laughs> fine. Um, but I've heard recently he was dating somebody. So yeah, yeah I'm happy for him if he, whatever his, yeah. you know, his little life journey is It's really on. great to see people that, you know, were in the public eye that went through a divorce that had a really like long marriage that, kind of like fell into doing it the right way and there wasn't a lot of like turmoil and shit around it i don't know what is the hope. right way i mean we're calling it the right way and in right. 10 years my kids are gonna be sitting in therapy and sitting like, on a we're podcast so fucked up <laughs> yes. why because of the divorce <laughs> they did everything wrong <laughs> everything. 
They say they're happy. The therapist says they're doing well. Um, so, you know, that's all I can do until they go to therapy and do a podcast in 10 years. Right. That's it. You know, my mom always says, like, we do everything we can for our kids, but they'll inevitably get fucked up somehow, whether it's by you or somebody else. So you just kind of got to, like, love them through and support yeah, it. Exactly. Um, Aaron, will you tell everybody where they can find you, what you're up to, what's coming right. up, all the things? Uh, I am currently um, head of director of nursing at a Beverly Hills uh, Plus surgery practice for Dr. David Sadat. We do, we work with Allergan and Galderma. So we do all the Botox and fillers. And I am at Aaron Ziering on Instagram right now. Love that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to go learn how to fight fairly. Fight fairly. Yeah. And fuck that, that therapy. Right. <laughs> Let's just, I've got, got a podcast in 10 years and I'm being told off. I, I mean, mean I know I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her <laughs> and I'm going to send a message and be like, look, bitch, like this ain't it. Oh, yes. That one too. <laughs> that one too. <laughs> I want to thank Erin so much for joining me today to dish on her divorce and finding love after and what that has looked like in a healthy, amazing way. All right, you guys, thank you for joining me for yet another week. Remember to catch us on YouTube if you want to watch us live in studio at youtube.com slash FML Talk. And you can keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. As always, have a self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.